Praise God. Excited to have you guys here. You know, uh, that 21 days of uh, prayer and fasting, that starts today. This is day one. And so we're super excited about that. Uh, I'm actually starting a brand new series today. It's going to kind of outline or be the theme of 2023 for us. So if you guys were here last year, then you know Planted was pretty much our theme for the year. This year, the theme is Better Together. And it came out of a, a moment of praying. We were off on an off-site uh, with our lead staff, and we were having some conversations, and that's just kind of what fell out. And uh, last week, I kind of started it a little bit, and this week, I'm going to lean a little bit more into that. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, when we're talking about 21 days of prayer and fasting, that hear, believe, and obey thing that I talked about last week is really going to be the key. So if you weren't here last week or you haven't watched the uh, message from last week, I just want to encourage you right now, set a reminder in your phone, um, go back and listen to that message from last week because we really, we really focused on the point of fasting. Uh, we talked about how much of a difference that that's actually going to make in this year's 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, I, usually don't, I usually don't harp on the fasting part as, as much when I'm talking about this because I'm pretty much let you guys figure that out on your own. But there's just something in my heart, something in my spirit that says this year we need to kind of focus in a little bit. We need to, we need to, we need to turn that, that voice of the flesh down a little bit. And I really believe the Spirit of the Lord wants to do some things in the people of your place, church. And so that's what we're going to do. And um, I talked about 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how, he, or how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, the Bible says, now why on earth would your heart condemn you? Well, obviously, sin, doing things we shouldn't do, um, not doing things we know to do, those are all things that will lead to condemnation. We could say guilt, we could say shame, whatever that is. And again, I broke this down better last week, but just by way of kind of laying a foundation for this week, verse 21 says, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And that's what we need in a season like this. We just need some confidence before God. We need to be able to come boldly into his throne room of grace where we can obtain mercy and grace in a time of need. So again, if you missed last week, go back and listen to it. Today, um, kind of tracking along that hear, believe, and obey theme, if you will, HBO, hear, believe, and obey. It's hard to believe and obey if you can't hear the voice of the Lord. And I'm going to illustrate this for you a little bit. Um, so I think it was Tuesday. I'm, Tuesdays is a pretty heavy meeting day around here. And uh, I was in a, um, a meeting on Tuesday, and I got this text message from Tyra. And she says, just so you know, I'm not, I'm not drying any more of your clothes. <laughs> I'm in a meeting, right? We're doing church business, right? Like, this is kingdom business. And she knows that. She knows that. But she says, just so you know, I'm not drying any more of your clothes. And then she finished it with, until you clean out the dryer. And uh, how many of you, it's on your regular spring cleaning like schedule to clean out your dryer? Anybody? That's what I thought. I got, I got two people, two people 
in a church of 500-ish this weekend. The first service was pretty packed. So two people, this is on your normal rotation. I can say with all confidence, in 30 years of marriage, I've never cleaned out the dryer, okay? I've never cleaned out the dryer. Um, that's what the lint trap was for. That's what I I pull the lint trap out, whoosh, dryer clean, boom, right? That's, that's it. But I did know that for the last several months, Tyra was telling me she's not going to bed until the dryer has finished its cycle. And I'm like, why? Why? I mean, how many of us, let's be honest, I mean, you, you do the load of laundry, you put the clothes in the dryer, you go to bed, right? That's just, that's part of the schedule. Wake up in the morning, the towels are dry, you fold them, great. Well, she stopped doing that a few months ago, and then she even told Tyson, hey, listen, I don't want you starting the dryer and then just going to bed at night. And uh, he's like, why? And she's like, I don't know, just don't do it. Just got a feeling. That's all it is. Just got a feeling, right? Just got a feeling. And so fast forward now several months later, um, Tuesday, I'm in a meeting. I get this text. Uh, just so you know, I'm not drying another load of laundry until you clean out the dryer. I may be wrong, but just not doing it. And I'm like, well, okay. I have been married to this woman for 30 years, almost 30, 30 years in March, and I've known her for well over 34 years, and anytime she's got an inclination, you know what I mean? A little feeling, a little something in her heart, something telling her not to do it, I have learned, you better listen to that. Come on, fellas. Amen, everyone? Yeah, you better, you better listen to that. And so I'm like, okay, great, yeah. So now I have wet underwear, so I've got motivation. I've got motivation to come home and, and clean the dryer. So she and a few people were here. They took Christmas down last Tuesday, and, and I was uh, at home, and I, and I started to... My dryer has a little inspection plate underneath the, the little drum, right? So I just pulled the inspection plate off. I'm like, let's just see how big of a deal this is, right? Never done it before. Pulled the, pulled the inspection plate off, and this is what I saw right here, actually. I took a picture for all of your viewing pleasure. Yeah, you're like, Pastor Jerry, you should clean out your dryer more. That's what you, right. But that is all lint. That's lint right there. And uh, I don't know about you, but we at the Rain's house, we will use lint as fire starter. Like, we'll pick it all the lint up, you know, like homeowner hack, here we go. We'll, uh, we'll start our, our bonfires with it, you know, dryer sheets, lint, whatever. So we know this stuff is flammable, right? And so after seeing that, I was like, okay, she might be onto something. Okay, she, she might be onto something. And so I was just going to pull the inspection cover off and just kind of vacuum that all out. But something on the inside of me said, you better, you better look deeper. And so looking deeper, I watched a YouTube video, went to YouTube, you, right? And, uh, and I watched it, and you know, you got to take the cover off, you got to take the belt off, pull the whole drum out. And I didn't want to do that on a Tuesday night, but I decided to do it. And what I found is, what you can't see is over here on the right side, that little arm going up right there, that's actually the heating element of my dryer. And I noticed something was awry. Uh, and when I noticed, because typically that thing is fastened to the back of the dryer and it pulls from the vent right there and it sucks air through there, blows it, and that's what heats up your dryer. Mine was disconnected and slightly this way a little bit. And so all of that lint was blowing around in the cabinet of my dryer 
and sucking through the heating element, which is kind of like the coils of your hair dryer. You know, they get all red. That's what happens in your dryer. And so when she says on Tuesday, I'm not drying another load of laundry until you clean out that dryer. Again, we hadn't heard about house fires with dryers recently. There was no indication that our dryer needed... It wasn't blowing lint out from underneath of it. It was nothing more than just something down on the inside of her that said, don't do it. Don't do it. Hear, believe, and obey. Because what would have happened, friends, if she hit the override button to that little, that little nudge in her heart? Like, it, it, it had been nudging her for months to the point where she says, I'm just not turning it on again until you look at it. And I did, and this is what I found. It is so important, and I told you, the number one thing I can do for you as your pastor is to teach you how to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. Amen? Because just like that, if she would not have heard that, that was, a, that was an insurance claim. That's what that was. That's what that, I mean, that was a fire waiting to happen. It's absolutely critical that we learn to hear the voice of the Lord and not just hit the override button and assume it's nothing. Oh, it's probably nothing. Or it's probably something. Are you with me, friends? I want to look into the scripture a little bit today, and I want to share along these lines as we start this brand new series. But before we do, let's pray. Father, God, we're hopeful. 21 days of prayer and fasting, we are ready. We are ready, ready, ready. I know several of us, Father God, are we're cutting out social media. We're cutting out secular TV or music. Some of us, Father, we're going a little bit deeper, and we're cutting food, God, because we're desperate, desperate, desperate to hear your voice again without the noise, without the clutter, without the distraction. And so, Father, I know that today, what you have to say today, Father God, is going to be, it's going to be light and day for some people. They're going to see it in your word like they've never seen it before. And that's what my prayer is, Father. Even if we've heard some of these scriptures before, Lord, let it be like it's the first time we've ever seen them. Lord, unlock our understanding to the truth of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles to James chapter 2. I'll put them up on the screen for you. I'm just going to be honest with you. I tried to, I tried to stay with my notes first service, and I just got completely off of them. I anticipate that same thing happening today. All right, so um, production, Godspeed. So here we go. James, James chapter 2. Uh, verse 1, this is out of the message. It says, my dear friends, don't let public opinion, you could just drop the word public and just say, don't let opinion influence how you live out our glorious Christ-originated faith. You know, there's people out there who have opinions on how you're supposed to live. I figured I'd get an amen right there. <laughs> there are people out there that have strong opinions on how you're supposed to live. Don't let public opinion influence how you live out uh, our glorious Christ-originated faith. The second scripture I want to draw your attentions to is uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. The Bible says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God 
are the children of God. Now, don't get me wrong, counsel's great. Research is great. Um, having people who are, um, you know, experts in, in that field, talking to them, awesome. But at the end of the day, you and I are to be led by the Spirit of God. In order to be led by the Spirit of God, we have to hear the Spirit of God. And herein lies the challenge. Because so many of us, if we're going to be honest, we've allowed, again, the public opinion, or we've allowed social media, or we've allowed the news, we've allowed other outside voices to influence us. And here's the thing, we don't even know we've done it until all of a sudden we turn down those other voices and we realize just how much of an impact they were making in our lives. Every single day we've got propaganda coming in the mail. Every single day social media is screaming at us. Every single day the news is saying what they're saying. And this is why I want you to delete this stuff for the next 21 days. Because I just want you to make it go quiet for just 21 days. I'm not saying you have to like completely, you know, delete your accounts. I'm just saying get them off all of your devices for 21 days. We all can do it for 21 days. I've already started. Like I took mine off, right? Um, I'm not really, I don't really engage in social media all that much anymore. I I play on marketplaces about the, the extent of it. And I've already shut it off. And there is something, like anytime I have downtime, the tendency just to go to Marketplace and see what you guys are selling, <laughs> it's fun. Like, it's, it's fun to me. I, I, I might buy that, you know what I mean? But now to not have that, it's already starting to affect me. And here's the other thing. I deleted my news app. Your what? Yeah, I deleted my news app. And before... before um, before this, I stopped watching the news because all news is is opinion anyway. You know, that's back in, back in the day when I was growing up, we had Channel 2, we had Channel 6, and we had Channel 8. And we had a 30-minute window where they told us what happened in Tulsa today. And it was just the facts. But something happened in 1980-whatever when CNN, the constant news network, came online. All of a sudden, we had to feel, not 30 minutes with news, 24 hours a day and enter opinion because we had the facts and then we had what four people thought about that. And now here we are, fast forward all these years later, and we've got news station after news station after news station that is 100% opinion. I watched a meme, uh, one, or I saw a meme once. It's two guys on a train, and one guy's staring out the window, depressed, with a tear coming down his, eye, his face. And, and the caption said, triggered by something he read on, on the news. And another guy, smiling, looking out the window, tapping his foot, saying, um, happy about the, his outlook in life, realizing that all the news is is opinion anyway. Right? And so what happened to me, this was last summer, and the reason, I'll tell you the reason why I did it is because, um, and I don't, I don't keep it a secret, I've got multiple streams of income. Um, the church does really well at taking care of our, of, our, of our needs, but I believe the Lord wants us all blessed. I paused for an amen there. I believe the Lord wants us all blessed. 
And your, your job is not your source. God is your source. And so if God wants to have multiple sources, multiple rivers running into your camp, then praise God. And so I was, I was watching the news, and there's some of my streams of income. Um, the economy does have, you know, if I, if I didn't have Jesus, the economy would weigh in on some of those things. And I was watching, this is last summer, I was watching something new happening with Russia and the Ukraine, right? And the, the caption was, global economic collapse imminent. And I'm like, for the first time, it went, <gasps> you know what I mean? Some of these things you read and you're like, you just want to sell everything, buy a little cabin up in the woods, you know? I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy can survive, right? I'll give me some chickens. I'll grow some corn. You know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But that's not what we're supposed to do. And there are some people, that's how they live their life, and they live their life in fear. But this one day, I'm, I'm, and this is, it was just on the news, and I said, you know what? I am deleting this right now. And I haven't missed it once. And people are, you're like, well, pastor, you're kind of naive on what's going on in the world. And I love it. <laughs> like, I'm pretty convinced if something happens, you guys will tell me. You guys will let me know. But I am not moved anymore by what's happening in the world. The only thing I'm moved by is what the Holy Spirit is prompting me. That's right. Does this make sense, friends? I have to teach you this because this will save your life. This will save your life. Now, John chapter 10. People tell me this all the time. Well, Pastor, I just can't hear the voice of God. I don't think God speaks to me. Well, that would be contrary to what the Bible says. Because according to John chapter 10... I'll start reading in verse 1. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters the gate by the, or the, one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep, and the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Now, he's talking, Jesus is talking to an agrarian society, so he's using terms that they understand. They're farmers. They understand shepherds. They understand sheep. They understand sheep pens, Right? And so this made sense to them. So if a, if a guy who comes into the sheep pen some other way, trying to climb over the fence, he's not the shepherd. Because the shepherd comes in by the, the gate, and the gatekeeper lets him in because he recognizes the shepherd. Now the gatekeeper is you. You're the gatekeeper, and you can control what comes into your thoughts. You can control who you let into your life. You can control who you... Are, are you with me? You can... Only let the shepherd in. And then he goes on to say this, which I, I love this. And the sheep listen to his voice. So the only prerequisite to hear the shepherd's voice is to be a sheep. So if you are born again, you've invited Jesus Christ into your life, into your heart. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. The shepherd is speaking the only difference is some of us are too distracted to hear what he's saying. So the Lord does speak to his people. 
And the sheep listen to his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. He leads them out. Now, it may be possible that there's another shepherd out there talking to you. And what they're saying may be right. It may not even be wrong, but it's not your shepherd. And this is why it's different for you. And this is why it's important that we all hear the voice of the, of the Lord in our own lives. Because we can, we can pay attention to facts and we can see trends. And they may be right, but they may not be right for us. That's why it's absolutely critical that you hear your shepherd speak to you. He calls you by name. In other words, it's very specific to you. I like what Acts chapter 20, verse 23, this is the amplified version. Um, This is talking about when the Holy Spirit was warning Paul. He said this, except that the Holy Spirit, look at these words, clearly and emphatically affirms to me, city after city, that imprisonment and suffering awaits me. Holy Spirit is warning him. Clearly and emphatically, the Amplified says. What does that mean? That's Tyra getting a inclination from the Holy Spirit very clearly and emphatically don't start the dryer today. Does that make sense? That's what the, in other words, the Holy Spirit is not just going to be vague. It's not going to be obscure. He's not just going to be, well, I think maybe something. No, he's going to speak to you clearly and emphatically if we will listen. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, but the Holy Spirit, look at, this, look at these words, distinctly and expressly declares. In other words, there's a very distinct sound or voice of the Holy Spirit. And the closer you are to God, the closer you are to his word, the more you understand it and can tell the difference between you and the voice of God. Because I get that one a lot too. Pastor, I don't know if this is me or if this is God, but I think this. Well, I would tell them, well, just step it out and see what happens. Just lean into that and see what happens. But we know from the word that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares. And of course, in this one, in the latter times, some will turn away from the faith. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 4, this is, this is talking about the shepherd again, right? The shepherd and the sheep. When he, the shepherd, has brought out all, he, uh, all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him. Why? They know his voice. Why do I want you to shut off all your social media? Why do I want you to cut all of that stuff out of your life for 21 days? is because I want you to shut off all the noise. And I want you to hear his voice. And I promise you, friends, if you spend the next 21 days and you do this, because he's already talking to you, it's whether or not we're listening to him. I promise you, you will hear his voice. If you'll do it. And again, we're not going to make anybody do it. But... Isn't it about time? Because some of us have been doing this a few years now, and we keep having this, well, I really want to really be one of those people that are led by the Spirit of God in everything, one of these days. Well, let's let today be 
one of those days. Amen, everyone? He goes ahead of them. His sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. It'll get to the point that every decision that you make, you're like, mm, that's not God. Mm, that's, that's God. And not up here, down here. And there's a difference. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you can tell the difference. When you've been doing this long enough, and again, I'm not saying, you don't, you don't have to do this for 50 years before you get this. You can hear him right now. In fact, a lot of you, the Holy Spirit is already talking to you right here, right now, about some things in your life. Some of you are like, I think that's God. Others of you are like, shut up. <laughs> am I right or am I right? Amen. Amen. So I think at the end of the day, we all want to please God. We do. We all want to please God. We all want to do what God wants us to do. But what the answer to a thousand and one questions is here, believe and obey. Prayer has always been a two-way road. In other words, you don't just do all the talking. There's a moment in times of prayer where you just kind of stop. And you just see what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you in this moment. And for me, it's not an audible voice. Now, there have been times where the Lord has spoke to people audibly. Typically, it's an inward witness. It's just down on the inside of you. Ladies have a better, um, have a, a better way, if you will, of hearing the Holy Spirit because women are naturally, they have that woman's intuition you know what I mean? It's like, don't, you know, don't, don't question a woman's intuition. The woman's intuition is the Holy Spirit. It's something on the inside of them. Guys, we're, we're most, you know, we're used to external things. I mean, if you go all the way back to being the protectors, we're listening for stuff out here. Something makes a noise and we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of programmed to look externally. Women are, are naturally programmed to look internally, so it's easier for ladies to do it. But that's not an excuse for the fellas to not do it. Are you with me? You guys okay? What does it mean to be led? For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Led, we could say directed. We could say encouraged. We could say informed by. Whatever you need in the moment. We want to be led by the Spirit. Well, why is this a better way than others? Can, can I, who's ever heard the phrase, God, if it's your will, let this door be open, but if it's not your will, then let that door close? Heard that before? Do you know that's not scriptural? Find it and bring it to me if you find it. Well, if this is your will, God, let the door be open. If it's not, then close the door. That is an external way of finding the will of God for your life. And here's what you need to understand about that. The devil can accommodate you in that area. God, if it's your will, let three red cars pass in front of my front living room window right now. Well, the devil can make that happen. We're allowing external situations, circumstances, or things dictate the voice and the will of God in our lives. Right. And that is not his best for you. Now, 
Has he used things like that in the past? He has, but it's not his best. The best is learning to follow the voice of God on our own. Amen? It's better. Putting out a fleece, putting out, you know what I mean, if-then statements. That's just not God's, that's not his, that's not his best. That's not how he works. But if we're going to have, if, if this is going to be real to us, then we're going to have to have a clear enough conscience. We're going to have to, we're going to have to do this spiritual cleanse so we can get to the place where we can hear God's voice and then not muddy our conscience back up. Amen? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord. You don't have to trust in the news. You don't have to trust in the economy. You don't have to trust in your friends. You don't have to trust in anything else other than the Lord. Now, you don't have to get rude and ugly about it. I don't trust you. I only trust the Lord. It's kind of rude. But you can, you can make your decisions based upon what your knower is telling you. You know what your knower is, right? It's, this, it's your spirit. It's the real you down on the inside of you. Something, the only thing I know is this is just wrong. This is something's off. Something's off. Or something's on. You cannot trust in the Lord um, with your head. You've got to trust in the Lord with your heart. And that's what fasting is going to give you the ability to do. Feelings and emotions, they will deceive you. They will deceive you. That's why it's important to know what the voice of the Lord sounds like versus just, I'm just really emotional about this. Right? Romans, again, let's keep reading. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Think back before you had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Remember the fear that you walked in every living day of your life? Is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? Is, what are they going to say? Who are, what are they going to do? Like that's a fear. And that emotion will drive you if you let it. Verse 15 says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, capital S, you received brought about your adoption to sonship. Being led by the spirit of God will bring freedom like you have never had in your life. And this is, this is, this is the only way I can describe this. When the voice, and, and you'll get used to it, you'll get used to it the more you do it. But it's, it's, you've heard the phrase, follow peace. Just follow peace, brother. Follow peace. Well, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Follow peace. Well, what it means is when you get, when you hear the voice of the Lord to the point on the inside of you that um, you're praying about something and you get this little rub, it's the only way I, I can describe it. It's a little bit of a rub. I'm thinking about something, and when I'm going down this direction, it's just this little, and it's down here, not up here. It's down here. It's just this little, some people would call that anxiety if they did not know the difference. It's not anxiety because God does not use anxiety. Can I have an amen? Amen. He doesn't use anxiety. He doesn't use depression. He doesn't use oppression. Those are all tools of the enemy. But the only thing I can describe it to is just this little <sighs> about it. And, and I'll, give you, I'll give you examples. Um, I, I told you we have multiple streams of income. 
and so there's been, there was this one particular time, we had actually, this is back in 07, 08 area, we had moved to Pryor, I've told this story here before, so it bears repeating, um, and I had two houses back in Topeka, and we wanted to sell the properties and then take all that money and come to your place, church, launch a awesome, fantastic church, and it'll be great, right? It'll be great. Except that in 08, the economy crashed, and all of my houses that were completely renovated weren't worth what I believe they were worth. And so we made a decision to put renters in them, right? So we're, we're looking for some, some renters that'll rent up for a year, and then maybe they can do like a lease option purchase deal, like you rent it from me, and then at the end of the year, you just buy it. It'll be great. It'll be great. And this one particular house that was the smaller of the two houses, beautiful, like we had completely renovated, had brand new carpet, brand new, everything in it was brand new. It was just a beautiful house. And um, I had two applicants that, that turned in applications, if you will, to rent this house. And one of them was a single mom. I think she had three kids and a dog, little purse dog. And uh, she was in healthcare. She was a nurse, something like that. And the other applicant was just this single dude. Um, but he worked in the railroad, uh, had worked in the railroad, I don't remember, 15 years or something like that. He was the controller guy. He sat behind a console, and he could start a train from his console and move it down the rails. Like, I didn't know you could do that. It's like a real live train set, <laughs> except it's big, right? And so that's what he would do. He was the radio control guy for all of the trains there in Topeka. And I've got both of these applications, both of them looked at it, and I've got, to, I've got to choose now which one I want to take. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I thought about the single mom, I thought about, and don't hate me, I'm not a chauvinistic pig, okay? <laughs> but I thought, every little thing that goes wrong with this place, I'm going to have to drive back from Oklahoma and fix it. And the guy told me, he's like, listen, brother, man, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not one of these guys that's just going to call you every time the light bulb needs to be changed, I've got some tools, I've got, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty handy, I'll just take care of it. And I'm like, man, that sounds like a good idea to me, right? They're both willing to pay the rent. And uh, I let, in that moment, I had just right down here, not, not up here, but right down here, had this little bit of a, about the guy. Just a little bit of a, there was nothing, I mean, he'd been working in the industry for 15 years, like, he's good. And... Um, you know, you call his references, paid his, paid his rent, you know, he's a good dude, whatever. And so I, I hit the override button on that little whatever I had in my heart. And the single mom went and found another place, whatever, and this dude moved into my house. And I said, hey, make sure you don't, you know, you don't have any dogs, do you? He's like, well, I got a dog, but he stays outside. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, about three weeks into him moving into my place, the railroad fired him. And he stopped paying his rent. And to the point that I'm like, hey, man, you looking for another job? No, I'm just going to see what happens. You know, I'm just going to do some odd jobs. I'm like, are your odd jobs going to pay the rent? You know what I mean? It's like, I need to know because I'm launching a church. And I don't, I, you know, back in those days, we didn't, have, we didn't have what we have now. And so the idea of paying, you know, two mortgages in rent here was not flattering to me. And so I'm like, you just got to pay that rent, bro. And he's like, okay, well, anyway, long story short, um, I ended up having to take him to court to get him out. And I got to the house, and the neighbor told me he didn't have one dog, but he actually had three dogs, and they were outside sometimes. 
And uh, it just so happens it was right after winter. Topeka gets a lot of snowfall. And so when we opened the door to our house, it smelled like wet dog. It was brand new when we gave it to him. And now it smells like wet dog. What did I do? I hit the override on that little knower going, don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, friends, the Lord wants to direct you. The Lord wants to lead you. Who to hire, who not to hire. Who to fire and how fast. Are you with me? Where to invest, where not to invest. And it's all, it's all right inside here. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. There's been several times that the outside world looked like this is a terrible idea. Uh, one of our most recent investments. So I, I looked at it and I'm like, this, this, this is a terrible idea in this economy. And the only thing when I checked my heart was green lights for days. Green lights, go now, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. We did it. We, but you have to get used to following your knower. Because if you go by what the world says, you'll do things when you shouldn't or you'll not do things when you should. Does this make sense, friends? Hear, believe, and obey. If you're a business owner, this will set you free. If you're in management and you have, you're over people, this will set you free. Who to hire, who not to hire. You got someone walk in and they, they look the part, but something on the inside says don't do it. Can I just tell you from experience? Don't do it. Someone that walks in and they don't look the part, but yet you got something on the inside, they're going to be your next district manager. Are you with me, friends? Is God interested in that? Absolutely he is. Absolutely he is. God will lead you, and when he leads you, it will bring freedom. It will bring peace. When we're fearful, we're full of fear, but when we're peaceful, we're full of peace. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Is this helping anyone? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you about this message? How does this apply to your life? Because you can be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him. And He will make your paths straight. In all your ways. Listen, friends. Don't imagine... Don't imagine a world where you can handle the little things and he can handle the big things. Get to the point that you just, you're just led in every area of your life. Amen. So what does this have to do with us, Pastor Darian? We're going into 21 days here and we have created a space for you to hear the voice of God. It's just going to be natural. 6 a.m. And we made a decision because we're anticipating a lot more people showing up this year. So we usually have it up in the small auditorium. We've decided to have it in this room starting tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. And so we're going to have the screens. We're going to go live with Church of the Highlands. So their worship's going to be here. Their pastors will come. They'll share some kind of an encouraging word with all of us. They'll probably do a shout out to all the churches who are joining them. So at some point during the 21 days, they'll be like, Pastor Darian, your place, church. And we'll all go, woo, whatever, right? Right? 
But here's what's going to happen. On day one, maybe it won't be day one. Maybe it'll be day five for you. For some of you, it may be day 12. For some of you, it may be day 17. But at some point during that time, you're going to be in this atmosphere where the presence of God is moving and you're going to hear the voice of the Lord speak to you. Hey, about that, do this. Or stop doing that. Or do this or that. But you've got to be in a place where you can experience that. And the reason why 21 days of prayer and fasting makes it so easy is because it's just kind of not forced, but there's a schedule for it to happen. And the Holy Spirit is already here. Like, he's, he's here in the morning when you wake up going, come on, just come on. Come on, i got some things to say. But if, it, if your day is day 17, but you bail out on day 3, you'll never make it to day 17. Are you with me? And trust me, when the voice of the Lord speaks to you, it is noteworthy. And it'll start as just, a, just an inward witness on the inside. Amen? Just try it out. Just try it out. Start leaning a direction. This is, this is, this is sometimes when, the, when I haven't got absolute clarity and I feel like this is the direction I'm supposed to go, I'll just start taking a step toward that direction. I'll just start walking that way. And if I start walking that way, if I feel wind in my sails, you know what I mean? I feel that peace on the inside of me. The Lord is quickening my spirit. I'll just keep walking. If I start walking that way and it's not the direction the Lord wants me to go, it feels flat. I don't have any joy. I don't have any peace. There's no wind. There's no yes. And if anything, it's a ugh. And so I stop and I change directions and I start walking this way. And every time I do that, the Lord just takes me from one step, from one journey to the next. Amen? And he wants to do it for you. You don't have to be the preacher. You don't have to be your grandma who's prayed for 70 years. You can be the the guy or the girl who met Jesus first service. And he'll speak to you. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, I don't know if I've done a fair job of communicating or not, but I believe your Holy Spirit is the one working in in our midst. And Father, I'm asking that, that you quicken us during these 21 days of fasting and prayer, Father. That, Lord, for some of us who've, who've not heard your voice ever, Lord, that it would be so clear. You would speak to us in ways, Father God, that we know it's you. And, Lord, for others of us, maybe we've been distant from your voice. Maybe we've allowed the pace of life to just distract us. Maybe the noise of this world has drowned out your voice. Lord, we know you haven't stopped speaking. So, Father, you're saying the same thing you've always said. We've just not been in a place to hear you. Well, that's what this 21 days of fasting is going to eliminate in our life, Father. We're going to cut out all the distraction, all the noise, all the chatter, and we're going to tune our hearts into your voice. We want to hear what you have to say for us. We are your sheep. You are our shepherd. And the voice of another we will not follow. So Lord, we trust you for that and we thank you for it now. In 
Jesus' name. Amen.